Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Treasure Valley Prep Cast, breaking out District 3 activities, 5A, all the way down to 1AD2, week in, week out here on IdahoSports.com. I am Brandon Bainey wearing a Lapway sweatshirt, which is not District 3, but it's comfy, so I'm rolling with it. And let's roll on in with Logan Green. Logan, yep. what's up? Hey, Brandon. That is a good sweatshirt. I got one, too, and uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan of sweatshirt. I mean, I'm wearing a hoodie, too, so... Um... It'd be nice to have hoodie weather in Idaho. We still haven't seen it yet, right? It's uh, yeah. kind of crazy. Pretty nice weather still, uh, certainly. Um, and speaking of the nice weather, we had the first uh, state championships take place last week. The fall golf season for the first time ever in Idaho. 5A and 4A golf was held in the fall. The 5A state tournament was in Rexburg. The 4A state tournament was in Idaho Falls. Um, and we had some really impressive team performances on the 5A boys side. Eagle uh, wins the championship by 22 strokes over second place Madison. Yeah, that's incredible to win by that many. Just uh, there was a couple of them that we've seen uh, at state golf where the winner was a clear winner where there wasn't much in terms of that one to two was a very big step. Yeah, Eagle was paced by Wheaton Ennis, who uh, takes second overall in the individual race. You know, he lost to Ashton MacArthur of Madison by a single stroke, Logan. Did you hear anything about this, how this finish happened? No, I did not hear about this finish. No, not not on the individual level, no. Okay, perfect. So uh, for those of you that are watching this podcast on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page, I'm going to share my screen and show you a couple of pictures and a video um, from Instagram that are like pretty awesome. If you're listening at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts, uh, this is from Ashton MacArthur's Instagram account. It's Ashton MacArthur 5. He is the Madison golfer that won the boys championship. So let me pull this up. If you're watching the video, make your screen full size. So this is Ashton celebrating after he, you know, won the championship. He won by a single stroke. It came on the final putt of the final hole. And we'll get to that in a second. There he is celebrating, you know, a nice hug. Here he is signing the green, right, after winning the championship. And then watch this video, Logan, to uh, because he's got Wheaton Ennis, a, a state champion from Eagle. You know, Wheaton had won the title uh, in previous years. He's got Wheaton Ennis, you know, bearing down on him. He's got to sink a 30-foot putt to win the title. If he if he two putts it, then he's tied with Wheaton Ennis, and they go to a playoff. Watch this putt from 30 feet out by Ashton MacArthur of Madison. There's going to be some serious bend to it. And again, it was from 30 feet out. Look at that. Oh, Man. my gosh. And then here comes my favorite part on the celebration. Oh, look at the chest bump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. What a heck of a putt. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I had to show that, you know, even though it's not Treasure Valley related. That was such an incredible putt that Ashton MacArthur yeah. sank that. I mean, holy cow. That was so impressive to see. But Wheaton Ennis does take second. You know, Wheaton Ennis took second at districts as well. He lost to Trevor Garris of Capital. Gets revenge in, in a roundabout way. Uh, because Garris takes third in the individual race. 
Um, and then also uh, in the top 10 from the Treasure Valley, Bobby Kincaid of Napa was uh, even at 144. He took fourth overall. You also had uh, Bo Saar of Eagle uh, in a tie for eighth as well. So pretty good 5A boys golf performances. Yeah, not bad. I mean, Eagle coming in first place, just, uh, you know, 22 strokes is a lot. But, you know, you, you look down the list and the other 5A victory uh, or champion, I should say, won by even more strokes on the girls' side. Rocky Mountain absolutely running away with the 5A girls' championship. Uh, won by just a, a cool, small 46 strokes, right? That is, uh, that's impressive. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, I was firing off an email as you were talking oh. there. So. <laughs> I'm hey, somebody's got to work. You want you want to see? I'll, I'll show. I mean, I'm going to share my screen obviously in a second because we're going to show district soccer brackets as well. But I mean, look at the number of unread emails I've got right now. Sixty three of them that are from like coaches and ads that I got to respond back to. <laughs> it's just piling up on me. Um, okay. Let's continue with our golf recap. Girls side, Rocky Mountain runs away with the title. Mountain View takes second. Boise takes third. So the Treasure Valley goes one, two, three. But Rocky won by, what did we figure out the math on this? 46 40? strokes. Yeah, that, that it's insane, right? It's almost a full round. I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> not, a, you know, double that number. And then you got a full round. But that's, I mean, that. 46 is a lot to win by. They were plus 63, and next in line was Mountain View, and then they were at 109, and Boise was at 119. So the Treasure Valley with a clean three sweep, at least at the top, even though much further behind those second two. Yeah, uh, Rocky also has um, the individual champ. Three of Rocky's golfers finished in the top seven. Emery Gibbs, your individual champ, uh, she was six over par. Uh, Anna DeBell was fourth from Rocky Mountain, and Maggie Urian finished tied for seventh. Um, Boise High's Kelly Goulet takes second overall. Uh, she finishes one stroke behind Emery Gibbs for the individual championship. Ella Arnzen of Timberline was third. You had Olivia Lammy from Middleton take fifth overall. And you also had Sammy Saroyan of Mountain View and Lily Miller of Mountain View go back to back at nine and 10. And that's your, your individuals that excelled at state. Pretty good showing. Yeah. Great showing again. I mean, a couple more athletes in there. You mentioned them from Middleton and Mountain View coming in in the top 10 and, and a, a very good weekend of golf over in Rexburg this weekend, or I guess I should say last weekend for teams in the Treasure Valley. Right. Uh, 4A boys. Uh, Bishop Kelly wins to the surprise of no one. Um, they don't get the individual title, though. Dallas Jackson ends up tied with Nate Nelson of Shelley, and Nelson wins the playoff. So Jackson has to settle for second. Nelson is also the quarterback for Shelley, um, Logan. So he golfed on Friday quarterback the russets to a win over idaho falls on friday night then came back on saturday morning and won the 4a state golf championship yeah luckily you didn't have to go far luckily it was right <laughs> over there in, in their neck of the woods so he could make that because if state golf is anywhere else that probably doesn't work out <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly he's he, the decision's a little more difficult if he is a little further away certainly okay uh so Dallas Jackson takes second for Bishop Kelly. Nicholas Bischoff Jones takes fifth from BK. William Comstock was sixth also from the Knights. 
Um, any other individuals in the top 10? We had uh, no. That was it. So those three BK golfers, a little more parody in 4A, right? There's more teams right. from more regions. Um, certainly Twin Falls had a couple of golfers do really well. Shelly, of course, as we mentioned, and and Minico also had some golfers place high. So yeah, congrats and, and, you to know, BK. When you move to the girls, um, Bishop Kelly finishes second at girls, but they also, they got run away with um, just like the boy or Rocky Mountain girls ran away with it. And then at the 4A girls, Twin Falls girls run away from Bishop Kelly. Yeah, and this was surprising, Logan, because Twin Falls and BK went head-to-head about a month ago at the Jerome Invitational, and and Bishop Kelly won that day. They won the team race that day. So to see Twin Falls then come back and, and win by such a large margin was kind of surprising to me. Ava Schroeder of Twin Falls was the individual champ. She's also a member of the Bruins girls soccer team, the defending 4A champs. So she's got a chance to double dip at a uh, championships this fall. Uh, good luck to Twin Falls. They're playing in the district championship today, actually, but that's Magic Valley stuff. Nobody cares about that in District 3. Um, let's talk about who else finished in the top 10 from uh, the Treasure Valley in the 4A competition. Uh, Claire Hall of Valley View was actually the highest-placing girl at fourth overall. You then had uh, Kara Carter of Bishop Kelly, who tied for seventh, and Margaret Smock from BK, who took 10th. So, yeah, I mean, if you look at the, I know they're not Treasure Valley folk, but um, Ava Schroeder, the winner, she was 11 under. The next place was plus five. So she alone won by 16 strokes. That is, that's crazy. That is, nobody was even in her uh, stratosphere at state golf last week. Yeah. You know, from what I heard, people I talked to, they said she was the best golfer, male, female, 5A, 4A. She was the best golfer. Awesome. Good for her. Period. So yeah, way to go, Ava Schroeder. So, all right, let's move to postseason soccer, Logan, where there, you know, there were some district championships last night. We're recording this on Thursday, October 13th. Um, You know, the, the, the 5A girls soccer state bracket, the top half is already seeded. The top four seeds, already penciled in and you can find those brackets on our homepage idahosports.com we've got all of the district brackets on idahosports.com as well so i'm going to share my screen again for those that are watching the video and uh well i'll put the brackets up on the screen so you can follow along there again make your screen full size so it's a little easier to see if you're listening to the podcast audio only uh you can click on the district brackets on our homepage idahosports.com and follow along that way let's start on the girls side logan the district championship was last night and it was a pretty epic battle one versus two rocky mountain against boise and the brave the two seed win one to nothing they scored very late in the second half this yeah. match was scoreless for a large chunk of time yeah and these two teams i saw them play on monday night they are phenomenal at defense both of those teams i mean just just grind it out. It was going to be tough for anybody to get anything on the board on either one of these teams. Um, I, I look back to Monday's game where Boise beat Eagle. That was a game where Eagle seemed to be in control of much of the first half until Boise scored late in the first half in that one. Uh, it was CUNY Hooray that scored a goal that really just, it seemed like it woke Boise, uh, woke Boise up. Um, they kind of, they getting pushed by Eagle a little bit. Hooray's goal kind of on a breakaway out of nowhere, she shot it left side of the net, goes in, um, and that pushed them forward. They end up winning that game over Eagle, and then going in late and and winning that game 
against Rocky Mountain last night. So a great run by Boise, who is looking to really, of any team out there, they, you know, I don't want to call anybody the Buffalo Bills, but it seems like Boise is the Buffalo Bills of the early 90s, right? Four straight state championship appearances for the Brave, and not one of those trophies they brought home had the one on it. So they're, they're going to get a look. They've got the first step out of the way, right? Winning district championship. You've done that, been there, done that. And now the Brave are going to look to change their fortunes this year. That's got to be tough to go every single year and not win it. Yeah. And um, you talked about CUNY Hooray uh, scoring in that semifinal against Eagle. She scored the only goal last night and it came yeah. with one, 109 on the clock. Crazy. I mean, we were staring down the barrel of overtime possibly. And um, CUNY comes through she, with the goal. She might be one of the fastest players there. I saw she outran multiple times everybody on that team. I mean, she was behind multiple times and somehow gets in front and you thought she was off sides, but she wasn't. She's just fast. And on the goal that she scored against Eagle, it was just a pass from about, you know, it was back in, in, in Boise's zone coming forward and she caught it and just outran everybody coming across the field and kicked it going across, going back towards the goal. And it just snuck in the left side. I mean, just rolled on the ground, sneaking in and, you know, her speed is a reason. I mean, she pushed that in. That was tough. And so two goals for her, uh, two wins. So congrats to the to the Brave for getting it done. Yeah, and we should mention that the Brave are doing this. You know, the Idaho Statesman had a great article recapping the match last night. Um, the Brave are doing this without Sammy Smith, you know, one of their most dynamic athletes. She's uh, currently uh, at the U-17 Women's World Cup with the U.S. national team in India, and they're, they're not going to have her at all for state either so you know Boise is still fun you know they didn't have Sammy yeah. for portions last year because she ran cross country um as well but you know they're finding a way it's really impressive yeah and you know goalkeeper their, their keeper Sophie Hills she had some some great saves like somewhere you know I didn't think she was going to get to it and and she found a way great job on on goalkeep for her so just they've got the pieces I think to finally get over the hump this year Definitely. So let's take a look at what else happened. Um, so Rocky Mountain goes to state uh, as well. And remember, it's seeded according to Max Prep's rankings. So Boise will carry the number two seed at state. Lake City gets the one. They're the defending 5A champs, and they're undefeated. Um, Rocky will be the, the three seed. So Boise and Rocky Mountain could match up in the state semifinals. How crazy would that be? And you got to think it's probably going to happen, right? Just the way it, it's been bouncing. And, you know, these two teams, you look at them, they played back on September 26 and Rocky Mountain won that game two to zero. So they played close, tight games. And yeah, the, the road's going to go through each other. Obviously, I, I think at the end of the day that you're going to see those two teams meet up again in the semifinals because they are they're very good. They're fun to watch. Definitely. Um, so the two semifinal teams uh, that lost uh, also were able to fight their way through and clinch. Uh, Eagle defeated Centennial three to two. So Eagle advanced to state. That's over here. Eagle will be the four seed at state. A uh, why he slips past Timberline in double overtime four to three. So why he advances. We're not sure where they're seated yet. We have to wait for the play in matches. And speaking of those play in matches, Two of them on Saturday. You've got Owyhee taking on the second-place team from District 5-6. That match will be tonight, Logan. It'll be either Madison 
or Thunder Ridge. Either way, that's going to be a very tough matchup for the Storm. And then yeah. up top, up top, you know, in, in a better matchup, I think for the for the Treasure Valley Centennial, will take on Coeur d'Alene. I like the Patriots. Yeah, and you know what? I Hawaii, I thought looked really good in that game against Rocky. That was a one to zero game in that matchup, and that one there was chances. Hawaii had opportunities. They just it, it seemed like to me at least Rocky Mountain kind of they put that goal midway through the first quarter or first half, excuse me, and kind of went in a little bit of a def- defensive mode. Why he controlled the ball much of the second half in that game, just couldn't get one past the keeper. Couldn't really get a lot of great opportunities, but they're a tough team. Uh, so I'd like to see how they do, but Eagle, they're going to be sneaky coming in on that bottom half of the bracket. Lake city going to have to play against them. I mean, I mean, Eagle, if you look at what they did all year, I mean, they, they tied against a They, they'd lost a Rocky by one, but they lost to Boise by one in the regular season. Uh, they were right in there in the mix most of the year with those schools. And they have a goalkeeper that can get it done. Casey Southard in that game against, um, against Boise. There was a couple times where she was on her butt sliding down on her backside, saving kicks. Like, I mean, she was doing, she did great on her back going down, just laying out for it. She did not stay back and wait for it to come to her. She went towards it and made some phenomenal saves. And so if she can play and she can get, you know, get that opportunity. Um, I like Eagle to possibly make some noise and make it tough for Lake city in that second round. If they can advance past the first. Yeah, it'll be pretty interesting for sure. And I misspoke, you know, Tim Timberline beat a four to three and double over overtime. Timberline advances to state. Again, we don't know where they're seated yet because we have to wait for these play in matches, but um, some very good competitive soccer yeah. on the girls' side. The boys' bracket was a little chaotic as well in in five A, where um, right away Bora the five seed kind of went on this run. Right, they they get Eagle in overtime in the opening round, one nothing. Then they take out the top seed Boise, one nothing in the semis on Monday, and then they play Timberline pretty tough in the district championship last night. But uh, congratulations to the Wolves; they went two to one. But both Timberline and Bora advancing to state yeah and you know when a team can get hot like that that's all that matters and they it, it's dangerous right to have a team like bora who now all of a sudden has this confidence that maybe you know was probably there during the year but has risen even more right after winning uh big in the conference tournament and being right there uh from making a big you know big splash in it and winning the districts but they get that automatic big they win that second place spot uh, they're going to be tough, and and the number one seed um, uh, has to go through the backside of the bracket, and even the number three seed is going to play a play-in game. Yeah, it's 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 pretty wild to look at. So the other teams that clinched spots: Eagle beat Mountain View three nothing. Mountain View was the other team that kind of was on a dark horse run. They upset Rocky Mountain, the three seed, four to one, as you alluded to, Logan. So Eagle advanced to state. And then uh, how about this Boise and Rocky mountain? I think a lot of people thought, Hmm, they, they, they could meet for the district championship. No, that was a, a consolation bracket matchup. Boise wins two nothing. So Boise advances to state Rocky mountains. Now got to go play Lake city in a play in match in Lewiston on Saturday. Mountain view will take on second place from district five, six. Again, that matches tonight. That will be uh, either Highland or, or, or excuse me, it'll be either Rigby or Madison. I think it's probably going to be Madison there, but um, and we'll you, see. And, and you know, 
you look at that Lake City and Rocky Mountain game and say that either one of those teams could be right there at state and not be the low seed at state, right? Um, and it stinks that one of them is not going to fully be there. I mean, that is a state tournament game. So technically, technically by the book, right, they made it. Um, but we all know it's not the same as being in that, that final eight. Uh, but at the end of the day, you'll lose one and you're done. You know, the, the quest for a state championship is over at this point if you lose. Obviously, there's still stuff to play for. Um, but you got to win with whoever's in front of you. So those two teams will come come bring it on Saturday up in Lewiston. Timberline will be the number one overall seed at state for boys 5A soccer. Boise will be the two seed. So again, you know, the max preps ranking system that's used to seed the teams at state, it's based only on regular season play. So a team like Boise, they can stub their toe um, at districts and still not be penalized too badly for it. Uh, Boise fans will tell you that's great. You know, Bora fans will probably tell you, yeah, it's not so great. Yeah. <laughs> so it just depends on on your situation. Uh, let's look at 4A soccer. Uh, district uh, championships will be tonight, Logan, as we're, as we're recording this. So by the time people are listening to this, um, probably they'll know what happened. But you've got one versus two on the girls' side, Bishop Kelly against Valley View. On the other side is Ridgeview and Skyview. The winner of Ridgeview, Skyview, will get the challenge the loser of BK and Valley View, only two spots available to go to state. Yeah, and Bishop Kelly's just been rolling through everything so far. And so we'll see how that one shakes up tonight. Should be a good one between the Knights and the Falcons. And it is kind of kind of interesting how if you, you know, you lose your district championship, it's it's always tough. You make it to the district championship and you could be a goal away from winning a district championship. And then at the end of the day, you might be going home. You might not go to the state tournament because then you have to turn around and play you know, somebody that's coming out of the backside of the bracket. Um, and you look at that semifinal game that Valley View had with Skyview, that was five to four. That was tough. So if you're Valley View and you end up playing a Skyview again, you know you're going to get a tough matchup in the semi or in that essentially that play-in game is essentially what it is. Yeah, Bishop Kelly uh, finished the uh, regular season as the number two ranked team in the Max Preps ratings. Only Moscow finished higher. Moscow has to play Sandpoint tonight. Sandpoint finished third. So you're talking about one versus three in the Max Preps rankings up north in a district championship, and only one team gets to go to state. <laughs> so that's yeah, brutal. brutal. Um, so BK could be the number one overall seed if Sandpoint can defeat Moscow uh, the same thing happened, Logan, in 3A girls soccer last night. This is District 6, so again, outside the Treasure Valley. But Sugar Salem was undefeated on the season in girls soccer, and they lost to Teton one nothing last night in the district championship, and that's it. No chance to get to state otherwise. One bid was available, one bad match, undefeated season over, state tournament trip over. Brutal. <laughs> yeah, that that hurts. That, you know, that's got to be sickening for them, and I don't know. It's conversations that have existed elsewhere about representation in, in state tournaments. And I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. That just stinks. I guess the answer is win your games and you're in. Um, right. But uh, man, that's brutal. 
Yeah, it's just yeah, gut wrenching for sure. Um, for a boys soccer, same deal. You know, district championships tonight. You know, they're playing these matches simultaneously at at Valley View, so they've got two fields. So you're gonna have the girls district championship going on at one time uh, simultaneously with the boys district championship tonight at Valley View. One versus two here, Caldwell Bishop Kelly, and then it's Valley View Ridgeview in the loser out game, and again. Winner of Ridgeview, Valley View will get to challenge the loser of BK Caldwell. I really like the Cougars here. They swept the regular season series oh, yeah. with, with BK. Both matches were tight, but Caldwell's got the experience. They've got the talent. And look at BK. They barely got past Valley View. They had to win 5-4 on PKs. Yeah, yeah. Give me give, give me Caldwell. I mean, uh, like you said, you mentioned it. Uh, earlier in the season, uh, they met back on August 23rd, a 2-0 to victory for Caldwell. And then Caldwell beat them back on September 15th, one to zero. But yeah, give me, <laughs> give, give me Caldwell. That's it. You know what? They just have the experience. They've been there. They've done that. They, they're so good. They're just, they are what for a soccer teams want to be right. They're the program that people want to be. And in that situation, I, I, I lean towards those that have been there, done that. Caldwell more than likely will be the number two seed overall at state. If they get there, uh, Sandpoint is the only team ahead of them. Sandpoint plays in their district championship today as well. So that's 4A. Uh, and finally, let's take a look at uh, 3A um, girls soccer. District championship today, one versus two. McCall Donnelly against Fruitland. This was kind of underreported, Logan. We've been singing the praises of Fruitland, the defending 3A champs in yeah. girls soccer all year. They actually tied with McCall Donnelly for the district championship in the regular season. McCall Donnelly won the tiebreaker and got the number one seed at districts. This is a, a, a team that matches up very well with Fruitland. And so, you know, I, I don't think we gave McCall Donnelly enough credit this yep. year. This is going to be a fascinating matchup. Yeah. So they played a couple of times this year, right? They played back in September on September 6th. And that's a game that Fruitland won two to zero. And then McCall Donnelly got the best of them a few weeks later in a four to three game. And then they tied four to four. And Brandon, I, I said it a couple of times that if you want to beat slash tie Fruitland, you got to score four goals. And McCall did it twice. They did it two times. They beat them once scoring a couple of goals and then they tied them and they get that, they get that tiebreaker. They get to be the home team or in, in the, the game tonight. And so, well, not they are not at home, but they yes, are. Uh, they are. Or, no, it is. They're at home. It's at McCall. So yep. uh, a huge advantage, right? That you get to be the home team in that game. And yeah, coming into it, it's going to be a great game between these two. And then somebody's going to end up playing in a play-in game. Yeah, loser of that will play Snake River in in a play-in match. Snake River was the three seed in District Five. They upset Marsh Valley, the two seed. So, uh, you know, whoever gets there, I think, has an easy time uh, in terms of getting right. to state. Look at the firepower: six one McCall Donnelly over Homedale, six one Fruitland over Weezer. And how about the? You know, this was kind of an underreported story too. Homedale, it's the first time in a couple of years they've had girls soccer, and so they weren't. You know, they didn't play a full league schedule this year. They kind of had a, a modified schedule with the caveat that, okay, we know we'll automatically be the number five seed going into districts. They beat Payette six to two. I think Homedale's yeah. ready to be a full-fledged member. Yeah. Yeah. When you can win like that and, and you know, 
put up a, you know, you, you scored a goal against McCall Donnelly, you know, it's six to one, but that's a great team. The Vandals are. And so to be able to hang in there. Um, yeah, I think they've taken that next step. Definitely. So yeah, McCall Donnelly, uh, will host a girls boys doubleheader tonight for district championships. They did it for the semifinals. They will do it for, uh, the finals tonight as well, because the McCall Donnelly boys are also the number one seed. They're taking on the two seed Weezer at five o'clock. That's that should say six o'clock tonight. Uh, the girls will play at four. The boys will play at six. Um, look at what happened here. This has been an interesting tournament. Payette beats Ambrose, uh, by forfeit. Ambrose didn't have enough players, so they just forfeited. Uh, McCall Donnelly puts up a touchdown on Payette in the semifinals. Double overtime. Weezer gets past Fruitland. The two over the three, three to two. And now you've got Weezer and McCall Donnelly. And we talk about brutal, Logan. There's no opportunity for second place to get in via a play-in match. It is win and go to state, lose and stay home. Yeah, and those are two good teams again. I mean, we talked about... Last year, we talked a lot about Weezer soccer and how, how good they are. They have, you know, won a couple state championships, been right in the mix year in and year out, and, and somebody's not going. And, you, I mean, you look at the senior scenes and records, you got to like McCall Donnelly undefeated on the season, 11-0-2. Weezer on the other side, they're 8-5-1, 6-1-1 in conference. And it's going to be a tough way for one of these two teams to lose. I mean, I like McCall Donnelly in this one. Um they could they could end up with the clean sweep, right? Both of their teams going to state this year. Yeah, it would be uh, a great story for the fans in McCall. I just I don't know in these district championship matchups. You know, we've already seen a couple of teams that came in with the upper hand. When you play a team so many times in one right. year, it gets really hard to continue to beat them and beat them and beat them. And let's not forget the last time these two teams played, Logan, at the end of the regular season, they tied two two. So. Yeah, I mean, they've played three times, and you know, aggregate that score is three to two. Like they they have played neck and neck essentially. One goal is the difference in a one to zero victory for McCall over Weezer uh, back. That was a long. That was almost two months ago at this point. It was it was almost one month and thirty or twenty nine days ago, or however you do the math. It was almost two months that they played. Um, no, excuse me. I'm bad one, at math. One, one month. month. Yep. <laughs> I'm already thinking it's November. That's not good. I guess it's I'm not... ready for Thanksgiving. It doesn't feel anything like November. But anyways, yeah, a whole month ago, a lot can change in a month. I mean, you, you see how many games they've played since then. So you're right, Brandon. It, I, you know, it's a toss up. They look good. Both teams look good. And it would be what it, this would be another instance, right? If Weezer can pull the upset in the district final then McCall Donnelly doesn't go. It's very, like you mentioned with Sugar Salem on the other side. Yeah. I'm trying to remember something similar happened last year in the, um, in the three, a ranks. Um, I'm pretty sure. Let me see if I can pull that up. We've got some of the old brackets here. Bear with me for a second. Sorry. This is really fascinating podcasting 2021. I'm trying to yeah, remember some, yeah, McCall Donnelly, the yeah. two, knocked out Weezer, the one last year on PK, six to four. And and, yep. and Weezer never got a chance to they were they had been they had come off of uh being in the championship game and they didn't get a chance to go back. So <laughs> we've seen this movie before. Yeah, and, and it and and it could very well end up being um 
it could be Weezer that's left out again. Uh, yeah. But last year it was the one that was left out. So will the one be left out or or, or the two? Uh, who knows? It, it stinks either way for either one of those teams. That's going to be a must-watch match tonight for sure, though, in McCall. Um, all right, let's talk real quick. Postseason volleyball has officially started. Only one district has gotten going, and it's the 11-team District 3 for Class 1A D1, the Western Idaho Conference with 11 teams. They got to get started ahead of everybody else. Um, so we had play in matches on Monday night, number nine, gem state knocked off number eight vision charter three, nothing. You had the seven seed Riverstone beat the 10 seed Centennial Baptist three, nothing. And then a three to one win for Greenleaf friends, the six seed over notice the 11 seed. And then we actually had the opening round of matches last night, Logan Rimrock, the one seed, they swept gem state three, nothing. The five seed Wilder beat fourth seeded victory charter three to two went the distance Liberty charter, the two seed, they swept Riverstone three, nothing. And then the three over the six Idaho city sweeps Greenleaf friends, three, nothing Rimrock kind of the favorite here. They went undefeated in regular season play. Um, there are two bids available, and third place also has a chance to get in via a state play-in match. Yeah, and, and this is every year whenever the this district plays volleyball or when it gets to basketball season, this bracket is always the one that I have to look at five times because there's just uh, there's so much going on at the top and then at the bottom. Uh, but like you said, Rimrock uh, looking good so far and. Volleyball, I've always, I've always thought is is cruel when you see a three to zero score because that three to zero score could, in all reality, be you know just that close, but you lose 25-23 three times. You know, I, I it doesn't show the full story, and that's always one thing that always uh, you know can be brutal about volleyball, where you can just be right there and and just it, it can be backbreaking. But uh, right now, Rimrock in the driver's seat. Yep. So uh, we'll we'll keep an eye on that. They don't play again until Saturday uh, at Caldwell High School, neutral site for the rest of the tournament. So we will have to wait and see how that transpires. We'll talk more postseason volleyball on next week's edition of the Prepcast um, because this is the only district action that's actually started. So um, yeah, let's talk football now, Logan. Where the big story was last week: the the top four teams in the five A met up the top two teams in the foothills division, the top two teams in the river division. I think we have to start with Meridian Rocky mountain that yeah. had the more exciting finish, right? Hey, and I've been, I have, I have been on Meridian side all year long. I have said that I thought Meridian, um, was the, was better than Rocky mountain. Um, just, just from what I've seen this year. And I, I'm going to say that them winning was my validation of being the smartest, <laughs> One in the I did win game picks this week, so I, I mean I, I'm going to call myself a genius here. Um, that I I'm the smartest guy in Idaho. I'm just kidding, but uh, <laughs> that, that a very I mean that is a very tight game, and those two teams they they might be the best two teams. You look, do you want to use the you know transitive property right? So this weekend over in Eastern Idaho when Highland beat Rigby. You know, those that was the other big monster in the room besides Rocky Mountain and Meridian. And Meridian beat Highland earlier in the year. And so you look at it and say, I think Meridian might have staked its claim on being the best 5A team in the state right now. And, you know, they had kind of not been a factor for a long time. 
And that big victory, you know, at the end, that one came down to the end to a Hail Mary that was completed, uh, but just couldn't cap it off with that two-point conversion that Meridian, I, I think, looks to be the team to beat uh, through the rest of October and then through November during the state playoffs. Yeah, so Rocky was down 14-6. to six. Tegan Sweeney throws up a Hail Mary with one second left. It's tipped and then caught by Luke Lucchini. You know, he's been a starter since his sophomore year at Rocky. He was he's, he was originally the fullback. Now he's kind of morphed into a more of a tight end type player. But Luke Lucchini catches this Hail Mary heave for Rocky. But they're still down 14-12. to 12. They've got to go for two. And uh, they give it to Art Williams, their all-conference running back. He gets stopped at the one, and Meridian holds on to win 14-12. to 12. So Meridian clinches the Foothills division. They will play in the SIC championship game next week against the Eagle Mustangs as Eagle defeats Mountain View in the River Division battle of the top two teams, 28-19. to 19. Yeah, that's going to be – and those two teams, I think they played the opening week of the season, so they have met – that a game that Eagle won or Meridian won, uh, but Eagle has been on a roll ever since then, and they're going to look to kind of get back on track. But and and they had a big win against Mountain View, and I think you know uh, Mountain View had been you know some of the lower teams have been a little bit more competitive with Mountain View than Eagle going throughout the season, and I think I, at least it didn't surprise me to see Eagle come away with a with a pretty uh, decisive victory in that one, two scores. Um, but but it should be fun next week, of course. No matter what, you clinch that spot, though, you get a bye in the first round. Doesn't matter what happens in that next game. I mean, it matters where you get seated. But, man, a bye, that, is, that, is, uh, that might alone be the best result for any team. Definitely. And Eagle, you know, they make no bones about it. They, they had to kind of retool their offense in the middle of the season, and now they say basically, we're going to line up and run the ball, you know, 40 times a game with Roy Hall and Ian Duarte and, you know, just a myriad of players. The quarterback, um, Jake Longson, is really a rushing threat. And they occasionally will hit you over the top with a home run, but they love to to run the ball and then strike deep. And that's exactly what they did right. in this game over Mountain View, where Longson throws an 85-yard touchdown to Ian Duarte. You know, he was four of five passing for 109 yards. He only threw five passes. So this is an Eagle team that's going to run on first, second, and third down and occasionally try and hit a home run past you. Yeah, and they, you know, they're a good team. And this, this is a different team. Like you said, retooled themselves midway through the season. It's going to be interesting to see how they face up against Meridian, all right, in in two weeks, and how what's the difference? What what has changed between these two teams? Obviously, Meridian's a better team, and we know that Eagle is probably a better team than they were in that first game, and it was close. Uh, and, and so now we're gonna they're gonna play each other again, and I think there's a lot on the line in this game. I mean, obviously, you win, or no matter what, you get a buy, but if you win this you get home field advantage through the playoffs. You will be the home team in your first game, and then you will be the home team in the second game. And that's big because the one, 1A, so the winner here, right, the, the 1A from the West, they're going to play the one from the East, who I think is going to be the toughest matchup besides maybe the other one, right, or Rocky Mountain. And so you, you potentially get a Highland or a Rigby, but at home, which would be big. Definitely. Other highlights from the 5ASIC, Middleton and Capital, that battle for third and fourth in the 
Foothills Division. Uh, Middleton wins pretty convincingly, 49 to 21. That's kind of what we thought would happen. Cuna, oh, Cuna really fumbled here. They <laughs> they had they had a chance to not only play themselves into a you know a top four position in their division, but really, you know, locking up a playoff spot in terms of, you know, at large winning percentage against 5A opponents. And, you know, they lose to a Hawaii 20 to 17. Give credit to the Storm because yeah. the Storm were down 17 to 13 with like less than a minute to go or, or just over a minute to go. And Tanner Cope scores on a short touchdown run. And then on the ensuing drive, we know Cole Lukanga is a great quarterback for QNIP. He gets picked off by Cade Martin. Cade Martin also plays quarterback for the Hawaii offense. And so, um, great job by the storm. You know, I'm getting you know, Hawaii fans e- emailing me now asking, Hey, what do the storm have to do to get into the playoffs? Well, they've got to win their play in game, but now Hawaii is in the mix, um, at four and four against five, a competition, you know, if a couple of other teams around the state slip and fall. Yeah. You know, it, because what matters is beating five, a schools, right? So, yep. you know, Add another one to the list. And that's where I think you might see an advantage for the teams here in the Treasure Valley that maybe they don't win, but they they pick up more 5A wins. They're going to have a chance that last week of the season to pick up another one. Um, but obviously, if you pick one up, you're in. Um, and it, it really shakes up those interconference matchups that you're going to see next week um, where everybody stands. CUNA might have played their way out of that, to be honest. I mean, they, they're going to have to win their final game of the season to get one of those spots. And, you know, this week they do play Boise. Uh, so, so you like their chances in that one, but, but the brave have been an improved team this year than they've been in the past. So it's, it, it'll be interesting to see Nampa and Mountain View play this weekend. The The winner gets the two spot um, it, it, for that game, you know, a, a difference in who you play there. Um, so, so we'll see how it shakes out. Um, but a lot going on, still a lot to be decided, at least I think in that river division in terms of where people are going to be lined up. I think the, the top side, I think it, it's pretty set. I think that the foothills, we know the one through five, but on the other side, the one, the the two through five, at least, I think still to be determined. Yeah, all of the spots are set except for like you said, second and third in the River Division, Mountain View and Napa will play there. And this is where maybe the the, the system is broken a little bit. CUNA may have like found a glitch in the game, so to speak, because CUNA, you know, now is going to take sixth in their division. And we know that the sixth place teams from each division play each other. So Owyhee, by beating CUNA, jumps ahead to the five spot in, in the River Division. Owyhee's reward is to play Rocky Mountain in that cross-divisional game yeah. for a playoff spot. CUNA gets a winless Timberline team now in the battle of sixth place and, teams. And and although there's not right, a playoff, Brandon. although there's not a playoff spot <laughs> a, attached to that game, that's another 5A win for CUNA. That's going to put them over 500 if they can beat Boise yeah, this weekend as well. If they finish with wins against Boise and Timberline, which is very possible, then yeah, that gives them a couple more 5A, two more 5A wins, which could you know, you hate to see it, but uh, man, it could bump them over a team that is a potentially top five team from another area of the state uh, just by virtue of that. I yeah, they they there's got to be a better way to do this where Hawaii's basically penalized for for beating Cuna and yeah. Cuna gets a layup, but I don't know. There could be some tweaking yeah, done. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Well, I mean, what was I? 
Ah, uh, never mind. There was some some other bracket that I was looking at where it was like, well, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if you lost. Um, I, I I'll think of it at some point. But looking <laughs> at it, and obviously nobody wants to play to lose, but it was like, oh, it was the um. We can talk about it when we get to one A football. It, it it has to do with Garden Valley. Okay. So um, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Four A Bishop Kelly Emmett. The top two teams played last week. BK wins forty three nineteen. Um. Uh, Hadley Smith, 15 of 19, passing 174 yards, four touchdowns. BK will be the number one seed uh, for the 4A playoffs, according to the Max Preps ranking. There's no disputing it. BK continues to roll. Emmett will we'll get into the playoffs. Valley View right now locked into that third slot. You know, we mistakenly said on last week's prep cast that District 3 would get four automatic bids um, and that Skyview would be in. That is not true. I was going off of the official IHSAA rule book which they publish at the start of the year. Um, then as the season started, they changed how many auto bids would be awarded from each district. Now district three only gets two. They didn't update that on the rule book, which I was looking at. They did update it on their official bracket. So anyways, only two auto bids from district three. That's BK and Emmett. We think Valley view is going to get in. Skyview's got some work to do. They need some teams uh, ahead of them to lose. They would be out right now if the playoffs. Started. So are there, there are more at large bids then. Yes, there are eight auto bids and then eight at large bids. That, and that might be the best way to do it. That's, I mean, that's really good because you know, only two get in, but if you're good enough, you're getting a bid, right? You know, you're, you're going to get one of those bids. And there's a lot of teams over in Eastern Idaho that are, that are pretty good. Like I think of Shelly that really hadn't done much early in the season. And then they got into conference play and just started rolling through people. Like, uh, you know, there's a lot of good 4A teams over in Eastern Idaho this season. Yeah, and because of the Max Preps ranking system, uh, if you're in a strong league, um, you kind of the rising tide lifts all boats. Right now, all six members of District Six are projected to be in the playoffs. Go figure. <laughs> so that so even so, even Idaho Falls is yeah. is in right now. All right. Yep. yep. Idaho Falls, Bonneville. Hillcrest, they're all sub five hundred and all projected to be in. But so. I, I would, you know. If those teams played against somebody over here, I, I think that they, you know, look who they've been playing all year. You know, I think if they matched up against a, a Columbia or, or Skyview that they would, you know, I, I think I would lean more towards them at this point in the year based on what I've seen from, from both sides. So certainly, yeah, for Skyview, it's been a little bit of a disappointing year, you know, making the move down from 5A. They've got a great quarterback in Max Cutforth. I think people thought that the Hawks would do better but they just haven't been able to uh, get it going this year 3a we have the, the showdown right for what we think is going to be the district title homedale beats weezer 21 to 7 jackson dines 156 yards two touchdowns he also ran for the third score so he did all of the scoring for homedale um weezer falls although now you've got you know fruitland is also still undefeated right fruitland finishes the year with homedale and weezer so fruitland could run the table and win the district title as well but no matter what order they finish in your top three is going to be homedale fruitland weezer in some order all three will get the auto bids mccall donnelly is also comfortably in as an at-large team from from district three as well yeah so i mean we're gonna have a lot of representation from the district this year, which I think is, is good. I think that Weezer team is really good, but obviously Homedale a little bit better, at least in the regular season <laughs> um, right now, 21 to seven on that victory last week. Um, does home, 
Homedale seems like the offense is a little bit better than last year. And I think we mentioned this before is that last year they couldn't score against Sugar Salem in that semifinal game. And that was the difference. And I think that that offense a little bit better this year. And, and they, 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 I think that they have the pieces to finally, you know, they, they've been, they're the team that has just been right on the edge for years uh, of winning a state championship. And, you know, Weezer got it done last year, which probably left a bad taste in their mouth, but they'd love to get it done this year. And, and, and they're going to have a good chance. If the playoffs started today, Homedale would be the one seed. Sugar would be the two seed. How fitting would it be if those two got Meeting through? To the and I mean, they met in the semifinals last year. They meet every year. It wouldn't be a playoffs without those two teams meeting up. Definitely. Um, 2A football. Uh, what happened in the 2A ranks? Nothing too crazy. Melba won over Marcin, which was to be expected. Um, all, all the usual suspects won. So it's basically, you know, Melba is on cruise control, right? They're two and zero in the league with two conference games still to come um, right now for the moment. Nampa Christian is in second at two and one. Um, you know, they play coal Valley Christian and what's going to be, or excuse me, they already lost to coal Valley Christian um, and Melba. So they basically there's three bids available. It's going to come down to, I believe the last game of the regular season um, where New Plymouth plays Cole Valley Christian, and then um, this Friday when New Plymouth takes on Nampa Christian. So this, uh, or excuse me, uh, yeah, sorry, I got this all mixed up. Nampa Christian beat New Plymouth last week. That gives them the leg up on the Pilgrims. And yeah. now Nampa, uh, Nampa Christian, when they play Cole Valley Christian in the regular season finale, that will probably be for second and third place. If that right. makes sense, clear as right. mind. I agree with that. And I think, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and you know what? Like we, last week, we talked a little bit about um, how Melba gets the advantage after North Fremont or, or after um, after the West Side game uh, against Bear Lake. But then now North Fremont lost pretty big to Aberdeen. And so now all of a sudden, I think you, you mentioned it. You said, I want to call the 2A games because it's the most wide open. I think there are so many good teams at 2A. It is who knows what's going to happen right now because now all of a sudden, Aberdeen. You know, they finished out the year, I believe, with Bear Lake and Westside. So Correct. it could be a mess with those teams beating up on each other. And now with North Fremont with a loss to Aberdeen, you just, I, who knows how it shakes out in terms for Melba. It, it could be a good thing for Melba. You want to talk about how screwy the Max Preps ratings are in 2A football? Aberdeen beats North Fremont, but North Fremont is still ranked ahead of Aberdeen in Max Preps rankings. North Fremont yeah. is three. Aberdeen is four bear Lake beat West side and West side is still ranked ahead of bear Lake. West side is one bear Lake is two, man. Yeah. It, what <laughs> I, Aberdeen's going to have a shot, right. To, to, to crank out some win. you know, those three, I think are Aberdeen finishes with both of those. If I, this, that's a Correct. different prep cast, but right. I think there's chance for some movement in those rankings, depending on how those games shake out, probably not much, but some, Yes. And so again, we think we like Melba to win the title, Cole Valley Christian, Nampa Christian to uh, get the second and third slots. And then remember this year, the 2A football committee has the discretion to modify the first round matchups. If it's they're going to they're going to seed it with max preps. And then if there's a matchup where it's two teams from the same district or one team having to travel a really long ways, they have the discretion to change the matchups. So again, I'm very intrigued to see what happens with that, because you may have um, 
an easier time for the teams from district three, maybe playing teams from district two, which is not as strong this year. And, and you, all those East Idaho teams might be colliding with each other in the first round, which would be crazy to think about from districts right. five and six. So right. keep an eye on it. One AD one. The story still is notice Rimrock. They're on this collision course. Rimrock does play Idaho city this weekend. Winner of that um, basically moves into second place, uh, in the conference, Idaho city has already fallen to notice. Um, but if the, uh, wildcats can beat Rimrock, then Idaho city all of a sudden is on the inside track to get that second auto bid. Um, there's only going to be two teams uh, in the playoffs from district three. I personally like Rimrock and if Rimrock does win, yeah. then it sets up Rimrock against notice in the regular season finale for the district title. Right. And you know, I think notice takes that pretty easy i think it's notices to lose to be honest but rimrock probably gonna find their way playing at state this year so congrats to them for making it and, and you know doing well obviously one more game really to determine that this week but uh the raiders are put themselves in a great position by winning what they sh- winning where they should win uh so far on the season Certainly. Um, and then one AD two, uh, let's talk about the game that you were on the call for yeah. last week, Logan, where garden Valley, um, really takes it to horseshoe bend. Oh. Um, they end up, Oh, go ahead. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. They won that. On, are you looking at the exact final Brandon? <laughs> yes. Oh, Hey, real quick, before we dive into that, I did want to give a shout out to Wilder. They beat Greenleaf friends last Thursday, 88 to 51. What a fun game that was. Oh man. Uh, did you see the stat line for Julian Neri, the quarterback for Wilder? I did not. <laughs> he was he was six of eight passing for 157 yards and five touchdowns, and then he also ran the ball six times for 141 yards and four touchdowns. So he had nine total touchdowns. Oh my gosh! Uh, on, on 12 plays, nine touchdowns on 12 plays. Yeah, <laughs> think about that. On his six runs and six passes. That's yeah. incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. What so a game, heck of an effort. Game ball goes to Julian Neri of Wilder for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but Horseshoe Bend, you know, coming into that game, I think a lot of people liked. We didn't know what to expect from, um, from Garden Valley. I think they had played teams that maybe you look at the schedule and say those aren't the strongest teams out there. And have they just been beating up on cupcakes? And, you know, they kind of had, but they put it to Horseshoe Bend. I mean, it was the fifty to fourteen, something like that, in that that ballpark. Um, just incredible. The defense for Garden Valley it, is something, and, and it's going to be tough. And they have not given up a lot of points all year. And w- one of those plays with Blaine Meyer, like found himself in this little bubble out of nowhere and took it fifty yards to the house on a catch. Real quick play, but Horseshoe Bend really did not go on a long, sustained drive all night. They struggled all night long. And seven turnovers Garden Valley forced inside their own in. So Horseshoe Bend had gotten inside Garden Valley territory, seven turnovers on that side of the field, five interceptions, two fumbles, and two of them got taken back for touchdowns. Just that Garden Valley team is very good. And I, I mean, they are very good. And I was. I, I was curious what we were going to see, and they were good. They are tough. Tacoma Kelly um, playing quarterback. We always hear about the other Kelly, right? Uh, but but Tacoma was playing quarterback, and that guy was running all over the field. He had like an 82-yard 80, touchdown run in the second half where he 
at one point was turned backwards toward his own goal line running like he literally, you know, usually you see him backing up. No, he literally had turned straight and was running back that way. Somehow gets a, he's a phenomenal athlete. Uh, Kovey has to watch out for the best athlete in the family because he, he played a phenomenal game. And this is what I wanted to mention, Brandon. If you look at the bracket, for the 1A D2, right? It's predetermined. So, so you know where you're going to be, right? Right. Um, if you win the district, so the, the district championship is coming down to this week, right? Council, Garden Valley in council Friday night. The winner wins the district, essentially. Um, but you know what? If you win, whose side of the bracket are you on? Kendrick. You're on Kendrick's side. <laughs> if you lose, you're not on Kendrick's side. Um, you look at it, the other quote, a team would probably be water Springs at this point. I believe the five, six winner. Yep. Would you rather your semifinal game be against water Springs or against Kendrick? Uh, I mean, I don't think that's what it's going to end up because I think, uh, I don't, I, you know, cause where, where, I mean, obviously it's probably going to be Dietrich who you play in that game. I think Dietrich will probably beat the five, six winner and, and move on. Um, and I guess I don't want to play Dietrich either, but I think I would rather play Dietrich than Kendrick. I don't think anybody wants to touch Kendrick with a 10 foot pole. I think, um, if you want to play for a state championship, that's what I'll say that I think your path is better on the, if you lose Friday and, and that's not, nobody wants to say that nobody's going to come out and play to lose, but I think the path looks, looks easier if you lose that game and that stinks to say it, but I, I think it's true. Yeah. Your path to advance further in the tournament is better as the two seed. I agree yeah. with you, Logan. Let's play this out. Um, if you are the champion of district three, you get a first round bye, and then you have to play either castle Ford or Clark fork. You're going to play castle Ford. That's a team that was a final four team last year. There's no guarantee. And I don't know if win. I want to play that game either. Yeah. I don't want to play that game. There's no, there's no, no guarantee you win that quarterfinal matchup. So you could be one and done if you're the district champ. If you take second, let's say Garden Valley takes second, um, you have to travel in the first round up north to either Lewis County or Timberline Weipe, which is a long road trip, but a, definitely a winnable game. I think, yeah. And then the, if you win that, the next week you're headed right back to North Idaho to Mullen St. Regis. Now, Mullen St. Regis is good, but that's an easier game, I think, than Castle Ford, right? Right. Yeah. I. You think, you would think, right? Um, yeah. It'll I mean, be Castle Ford, right? They beat, they beat Camas County. They, they beat them a few weeks ago by a lot. And Camas County beat horseshoe bend by a lot and so i mean probably even a little bit tougher a little bit more than than garden valley did i think castle ford that's it, a tough matchup um but i just i just like the bottom of the bracket i think having to potentially play castle ford in the first round and then if you if you get past that you're gonna get kendrick i, I i'd rather take my chances with uh timberline or lewis county and then take my chances with mullen um we did see Horseshoe Bend go up to Mullen a couple years ago and lose up there in a tough game in the snow, but um, that's not a knock on Mullen. It's just that's more of a respect <laughs> to the other side, to Castleford and um, 
to, to Castle Ford and Kendrick. Definitely. I mean, there's no easy path, but there's, no. I mean, and then, and there's then, an easier path to play for a state championship. And I think it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. So Horseshoe Bend is a team I was really high on coming into the year. I, th- I thought they would win the conference. And now obviously they are fighting for their playoff lives. They, they have to win this game Friday night against Tri-Valley. This is, this yeah. is the game that's going to decide that third bid from district three and uh, horseshoe bend the the urgency is now they have to win yeah are they capable of i mean what's been going on i think they'll win they're a good team i just think i think it was garden valley is better than everybody thought they were yeah they're just they're just smashing the mouth i mean that was just like they're tough garden valley was just very good i think garden valley uh, i was talking to some guys in the press box and they were just saying that they're even um, the horseshoe bend guys were saying this team, they're better than council that council. They were in that game and they were never in this game. Never. It was, it was, it was garden valleys from, from end to end. Um, so, but, but I think that's more about garden Valley than it is about horseshoe bend. And so mm-hmm. I think horseshoe bend still gets it done. And, and you know what, if, if you finish third in the conference where you, you play, now uh, you play Dietrich. Well, that was fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, you get a fun trip to Dietrich, but um, it's t- that's that's tough. I I just think that I think Garden Valley is better than everybody thought they were, and I think that was the story from Friday. Me included. I uh, I was very low on Garden Valley. I've learned my lesson. You know what I forgot along the way? You know they piled up all these wins, and I was like, you know, prove it against a tough team, and they did on Friday against Horseshoe Bend. You know what I forgot along yeah. the way, Logan? And I said this on the Eight Man Prepcast earlier today as well. I forgot that Jason Yearsley is one hell of a coach. <laughs> like, oh yeah, he's so no, he, good. He's great. They did so good. I mean, they looked good. They just yeah. looked ready to go, and that it wasn't even a doubt. I mean, the Corn Brothers—they were—they were phenomenal. Loved watching them in that game. You, between them, um, I think it was Zimmer had two interceptions. He took one back to the house, or he had—he was—he was all over the place. Just they were very good. They were very good, and I'm—I'm I'm high on them. I, I would love to see them matched up against a Dietrich or a Castle Ford. I, I think they would they would present problems for those teams with yeah. the, their defense. Yeah, it's going to be really fascinating to see how it all unfolds Friday night, uh, Council and Garden Valley for sure. All right, Logan. I think for the first time ever, we crossed the one hour mark <laughs> on the prep cast. Yeah, that's playoff time, I guess. Right. That's never a good sign. Uh, thanks to our audience for hanging with us. I try to keep these, you know, shorter, but there's just so much going on with with fall sports that uh, th- they'll get shorter as we progress further into uh, October, but. For now, uh, I'm going to step out because we've, we've gone long. So, uh, Logan, uh, rest up. Uh, we'll be back again next week to, to break it all down again. We'll talk uh, postseason volleyball. I will say, uh, soccer fans, be on the lookout next uh, Tuesday night. IdahoSports.com. We like to do these live state tournament preview shows ahead of all the big state uh, tournaments. Mm-hmm. So Tuesday night at seven o'clock, uh, I'm going to be going live with Christian Weiner. He is a great writer for us. He's been writing the weekend preview every Friday for IdahoSports.com. And we're going to be breaking down the boys and girls soccer brackets. We'll tell you key players to keep an eye on. We'll, we'll take questions and shout outs and comments from the fans. It'll be live on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and on Twitter as well. Um, Tuesday night, seven o'clock. That's where you'll get all your state soccer coverage. So next week, Logan, it'll just be football and volleyball here on the prep cast. 
Yep. We'll be, uh, I'm sure that'll be fun to watch. It's always fun to listen to those and hear what everybody's got to say. And, um, yeah, it should be fun. State tournament next week for soccer. Should be a good one. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun for sure. So uh, stay on the lookout for that. And otherwise, enjoy the competitions this weekend, everybody. And we'll see you next time on the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com.